Hello and welcome to the X-Files Revisited. I'm your host, Graham Davidson, and with me as always is Brian Womax. Join us as we systematically work our way through the full X-Files franchise. In each episode, we will tackle a single episode of the X-Files, so join along. Watch with us as we discuss each and every detail on the X-Files Revisited. Hello, welcome back to the X-Files Revisited. We are moving on with episode 3 of season 3. This is DPO. Brian. Yep, some big stars in this one. Yeah, yeah. Yep, I'm I'm, I'm curious as to your thoughts. I'm interested to get stuck into it. (laughs) Okay, um... Let's let's do just that then. Um, so we start off in an, an arcade. There's some teenagers tussling over a game. Uh, one of them just happens to be Jack Black. Another mm. one just happens to be Giovanni Ribisi. Uh, the the bully of the group, uh, the one who is bigger and and kind of has started the nonsense to begin with, gets fried. Um, basically, uh, so a, a lot of weird stuff starts happening, like all the arcade machines go down and mm. the lights go out. When when this kid, this Giovanni Rabisi guy, DPO Darren, his name is Darren Peter Oswald, I believe, uh, he he seems to be controlling the electrical devices in this place. And so this 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 kid, this bully, I say kid, he's like. <laughs> 28 year old actor playing a teenager uh, yeah he, uh, he he makes a dart for his car but um, something happens that invo- basically means he gets fried uh, so yeah uh, and all all to the 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 pumping score of a uh, rock kind of uh, 90s um, emo rock before yeah. emo was even a term kind of kind of soundtrack yeah yeah it's a nice sequence i, I kind of like it um you know instantly that that guy just for being a douche is going to get it yeah um and the whole thing like the lights flickering and the two um the jack black menacingly saying you don't want to do that yeah um, and then the guy run out to the car and the music coming on in there as well and the, the electric bolts and then he gets fried i, I thought mm. it was quite a, a fun opening Mm. Oh, actually, the music, I tell a lie, the, I think the music in that particular scene was was by James. It's a band, a British band called James, which I really like. They're actually one of my favourite bands. And I was very surprised to hear it, uh, it must be said. Um, but, yeah, certainly later on, we do go into more emo territory. Um, but, yeah, I, I I think you're right. I think the, the opening scene is, it, it's a bit long, I must say, it, for, for what we get out of it, for what what it entails, I feel like they maybe drag it out a bit longer than they needed to. Um, mm-hmm. But but yeah, it sets up the the monster of the week. We we kind of get a sense of who this guy, you know, what what this guy can do right off the bat, yeah. and it's like, okay, that's what we're dealing with this time around. Um, yeah, I, I, I think electro. Yeah, electro. Uh, I think that's kind of one of the problems for me mm. with the episode is that we do, we do know straight away what this guy what this guy is what he can do and often that's not the case in X-Files we get we get a mystery yeah. and we have a mystery that's built up 
and then it's 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 kind of only when Mulder suddenly goes, "I've got a theory," that we're like, <laughs> "Oh right, that's where we're heading." But here it's like we see what this guy does, and now we're going to spend the the rest of the episode waiting for Mulder and Scully to catch up with us. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's a that's a huge, huge point. Actually, I feel much the same. Um, I think, mm-hmm. I think throughout the episode we'll talk about it, but I think uh, you're distracted by the fact that Ruby C and Black are there. I mm-hmm. think because you're like, I know them, I know them from other things, and, and I think that kind of takes away from the fact that the story's not as strong as it should be. Yeah. Uh, Scully says that the so, yeah just. Jumping straight into this, ignore the fact that in the last episode she lost her sister. We're back into normal episode territory. Uh, her sister isn't really mentioned. Scully says the death was heat-induced. Um, electrocution, but no point of contact. So it, it has ho- all the hallmarks of, an, of being electrocuted, mm-hmm. but there doesn't seem to be an, an entry point um you know yeah. usually you touch something and that electrocutes you not the case here uh so yeah it's at this point that douchebag sheriff of the week hey, hey, hey. wants to know what f what the fbi are doing here well can we just say like sheriff part-time meteorologist by the sounds of things yes that yes yes well have you noticed that whenever we go to these small towns the sheriff always seems to be really clued into whatever the big thing is with that <laughs> town, whether yeah. it's nature con- con- conservation or um, what was that other one that we had? Uh, cannibalism. The, the, <laughs> cannibalism. <laughs> cannibalism. <laughs> yeah, that was the most recent. But there, there's also Jersey Devil when he was talking about tourism and uh, mm. you know, the tourism is the lifeblood of this town, Agent Mulder. Whatever. Um, so yeah, this, we've got the same principle. Only, yeah, meteorology is the lifeblood of this particular town. And the sheriff wants to preserve that much the same way as a lot of sheriffs want to preserve, you know, tourism and the like. So, yeah. I I tell you something, for for all these arguments, because it it really knocks Scully down in this episode, and he's a complete douche, and he he just tears her down. But you can't argue with anything he says. No. <laughs> Which is the, the one thing that really annoyed me. Yeah, yeah. He is one like, of those annoying people that you meet who you kind of don't want to admit that they are yeah. maybe intellectually superior. Um, and you just kind of want to say something like, well, your nose is big. Nah. And then kind of walk <laughs> off, you know, because uh, you've got no comeback. Um Yes, he's a guy who clearly knows what he's talking about. He's done his research. The things he says sound reasonable, but it's it's all about the delivery. If if he, mm. if they've delivered what he had to say in a more reasonable manner, then we wouldn't be calling this a douchebag. We would be calling him a really a really good character, a really believable. Uh, yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, but they make him a douchebag for no reason, really. This guy doesn't need to be a douchebag. He's you know he's 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 got. The argument. He's got the facts. He can just say, "Look, I, I, I don't know where you two are going, but here's the way I see it." And they'd have to say, "Yeah, kind of right." 
Um, but because they, because he's a douche, it just makes Mulder and Scully want to dig their heels in. So, so yeah, the sheriff chews Scully out, says they're looking for something that's not there. Jump in at any point, Mulder, says Scully, which I really love. <laughs> so Mulder just kind of slinks off to the back of the corridor like yeah. that child who's just maybe started an argument and then leaves while while the all the furs fly in and Scully's just getting nailed by the sheriff um, and then when the sheriff does you know does his damage and goes she's like thanks for the help dude <laughs> it's like where were you where's my backup um, so yeah that was a, a funny moment mm-hmm um, so we learn that there are five victims. So yep. there, there have been four previous victims, and, and you know this, this one makes five. All male, in their early twenties. Uh, Mulder kind of uses that to suggest, you know, well he, he says let's let's go and look at where this guy died because based on based on his uh, demographic, there might be mm. a particular place that we can figure out that he was at you know um so they go to check the crime scene Mulder says the only place that would have been open is the arcade um so they go in because he was there he got killed so basically the the time of death Mulder's saying the only place that would have been open is the arcade they they go in and Scully questions Jack Black Zero. Um, zero. Yes, I, I'm not going to call him Zero because that's a stupid character name. Uh, <laughs> yes. I, I will. Yeah, he he will be known as Jack Black. Darren Peter Oswald, however, because let's face it, Giovanni Ribisi is a pretty stupid name. Uh, <laughs> Darren Peter Oswald's uh, name is all the high scores on all the machines. So Mulder notices that on all these arcade machines, DPO. Is, is the top scorer. Um, so he's also one of the five victims, the only one to survive. Um, mm. So, hmm, yes, he, he was uh, found, presumably struck by lightning, which, which he was, the, the only one of these five victims to actually struck by light, lightning in the in the natural and, sense of the word yeah and for the characters this is a really sort of strange occurrence it's a good mystery to get their teeth in and uh, for the viewer we're instantly like ah struck yeah. by lightning now yeah. controls the electricity yeah cool pretty much it's, it, it is that episode of smallville you throw a meteor rock in there and you've got your yeah. smallville villain of the week um obviously this this was done long before smallville came on the scene but it's just it just look the style of this episode the way it is and i think a lot of it is down to the emo kind of vibe that comes off it Mm. it it doesn't feel like x-files to me it feels like a different show it it does feel like smallville and that's i I, that is nothing against smallville as you know i'm a big fan of smallville uh, but that has its it has its own flavor it has its own vibe that it, it works for smallville it, whereas here, it just the whole vibe of this one feels a little bit, yeah, bit off. Mm-hmm. Um, for X Files, uh, so Mi- Mrs. Cavite, Mrs. Cavite, is looking for her husband at the garage um, when Darren makes her jump so she goes it's this woman mrs Kavit. she walks into this garage 
and Darren appears from out of this car. He's been working on the car, we, we, so we learn from here that he's a mechanic. Mm. Um, she's looking for her husband who owns the garage and he suddenly gets really creepy and oh, yeah. apologises for the things he said. Uh, yeah, Mr. Kavit arrives, tells Darren that Mulder and Scully are coming, so... Yeah, he's he's clearly had a, a call on his mobile, or whatever. The mm -hmm. FBI want to come and speak to to Darren, so he goes in and tells them that that they're on the way. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think it, BC really plays um, creeps particularly well, doesn't he? <laughs> he's got that dead-eyed kind the, of the dead-eyed. Yeah, it's like the, the expressionless the longest, face. Yeah, like for mm. the longest time, um, like early on in his career. I I I wondered if that if that was his face if that was right. like it, had they cast someone who had slight mental deficiencies or whatever and because it was after this role that he got you know he he, he I saw him in Friends mm. I, he may have even got the role in Friends before this I don't know I can't remember which order they came in but I I think after this he got the part of Phoebe's brother in Friends and he's got that same dead eye expression yeah. and that kind of childlike you know mental age of 10 in an adult's body vibe about him so because of these two roles coming straight after one another i'm like oh like it's is he actually like that but he's just able to channel it like he's, he's, they're, they're mm. able to get him to perform with it and it was only like when i saw him later on in his career and saw oh right no he can do normal okay he's just he's just got he's just yeah, he's, he's, just, got, he's got black eyes. The devil's black eyes. Eye, the devil's eyes. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's it's no, it's it's nice to to see that actually he he, you know, that is a performance thing and not, yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah. So if he's he's good to look, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We need we need someone who's slightly deranged, a little off kilter, and he just suddenly goes, <laughs> re relaxes his eyes, boom, he's there, he's in the mode. Uh, yeah. Okay. So Mulder and Scully arrive and question Darren, and mm. Mulder like in the course of the questioning, because because they learn that Darren had you know they, they know he's been struck by lightning and survived and yeah. uh, things like that. <laughs> Mulder asks him, "Are you lucky?" And um, then all of a sudden Mulder's phone just sets on fire in his pocket. Um, yeah. he's, he's getting a little bit too close to. Uh, to a, to a theory being said out loud, so Darren proves that theory by setting his his phone alight. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It would be. Yeah, which, which leads me to one of the things about the character I just don't like his simplistic nature. Mm. I just I, I don't know why it just kind of rubs me up the wrong way. Um, because it it becomes more imbecilic and more um, silly as the, as the episode goes on. You know, it becomes mm. more apparent that he's not working with the full faculties. Yeah. I just, I just, I don't know. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it, it feels like... Why is that it, choice been made? What? Why is, why is that? A... Well, I, I, I think it's, it's just a character, isn't it? It's like they have to... The, the main reason this guy is a psychopath... Um, because like you know you get somebody who's highly intelligent who's given these this gift if you want to call it that 
Um, <laughs> sorry, but can you just slightly tilt your laptop because the sun is completely blocking you out? There we go. <laughs> just Benny ever Lewis. so slowly. Yeah, ever so slowly. You were just fading. You were just fading get, into obscurity. Get, give me one second. Graham, where are you Anyway, I, yeah, I, I didn't um, even notice. <laughs> I'm like, I'm gonna have to say something at some point, and it's like you just go, you're going further, you're slipping away. I'm like, come back, come back, come back from the light, <laughs> come yeah. back from the light. Group. But like, you know, if 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 this guy were highly intelligent, we, we'd be in a completely different story, I think. Mm. Um, okay. And ultimately, this has to be a story about someone who's got the hots for his teacher. Um, and when given a little bit of power, goes a bit power crazy and doesn't yeah, quite yeah, but understand the the, the, la the social barriers. Um, uh, so he's got a teacher and a job. Mm, a, a job that was that he was he got through his teacher, right? Because she felt sorry for him. Yeah. So it's like you know, it's so, so, so there is that thing there about a wolf in sheep's clothing and you know just just again this notion that yeah giving power with great power comes great responsibility you know it's that <laughs> it's that old adage but if you put if you put great power into the hands of someone who doesn't even have the mental faculties to to deal with life who's you know whose main reason for existing is getting the, the highest score on a video game then then yeah, you're in for trouble, aren't you? And I think that's essentially what it's saying. I think that's why we have this character the way it is. But like you, I, I it does rub me the wrong way. There is something about it that kind of, yeah, I just, I find him annoying. It's the simple yeah. fact of the matter. I find him really annoying and very emo. I keep coming back to that word, emo. It's a word that I don't think had even been coined at the time that this episode came out, but it's like... Yeah, you look back on it now, and it's like, man, this is like the the poster boy for for emo culture. But yeah, whatever. Um, so Darren's mother, <laughs> what a fine specimen of a woman she is. It's watching the TV, insulting her son at you know every opportunity she gets. Who's kind of standing there flipping channels with his mind. Yeah. Um, Jack Black comes to to get Darren, uh, asking if he wants to play out. Uh, Darren, <laughs> <laughs> are you playing out? Darren wants to fry some cows. Uh, brings lightning down on himself, but he's he, he ends up being fine. So even though even though he gets struck by his own lightning, mm. he, he ends up being okay. Oh, and just you get that idea that he just. Is extremely childlike, but in yeah. that, that kind of manner of wanting to go and fry cows. But then you also have that way of, you know, one of the, the biggest signs for serial killers is the, you know, the, the want to harm yeah. animals and things like that. So, still not interested in this character, to be fair. No, no, no. It's, 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 he's not a very interesting character because cause he, he, he. I mean, clearly he's mentally ill, but like. It, it just it just feels like that annoying kid in class mm. 
back in school who really you just wish would kind of shut up and go away. Yeah. Um, what's the attraction with the Zero's character with DPO? Because he always seems to be like, want to hang about and just be friendly, but they seem to be um, very, very different. You know, he's he's afraid of DPO in several well, ways. Yeah, I mean, he is now. Like, you got to bear in mind these these guys were probably friends long before you know he he got the power that he does. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I think he stays friends with him now because of that uh, in in many ways because uh, out of fear really, um, mm-hmm. and kind of tries to build him up, build his ego up, in order to 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 stay safe around him. Um, but probably don't realise that in doing so, in building this guy's ego up, you're actually sending him further off the deep end, which, yeah. which is why ultimately, you know, he gets killed. But yeah, still yeah. not interested though. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the cows are dead. Uh, yep. We have we now have a a crime scene. Um, douchebag sheriff strikes again. Mulder finds a footprint burnt into the uh, into the, the the lightning strike mark on the ground. Um, mm. But yeah, Dou- douchebag sheriff has kind of you know we've we've had reports of lightning. We've got the meteoro- meteorologist department literally just over that hill. They reported lightning last night and you know in the area and all that. It's, this is a clear case of cows being struck by lightning. To which Mulder is like. Seems to be a lot of those kind of instances around here, and uh, um, yeah, Sheriff and, Sheriff comes out. Scully, some... Scully just agrees. She's yeah. a, she's like, yeah, I'm not arguing again. <laughs> He's right. No, I'm, I'm not going there. I'm not going there. I'm just gonna leave it. Um, but yeah, okay. So Scully examines it, the uh, the footprint, and mm-hmm. finds a substance, antifreeze. The kind you use at a garage. Who works at a garage? But Darren Peter Oswald. Yeah. Because I, I mean, there's nowhere else that you're ever going to get antifreeze. No, um, so no. It's only you going can't, to be can't in, pick it up at your local hardware store or anything no, like that. Just lying about everybody's yeah. garages at the house or you know, back gardens or whatever. It's just yeah. it's there. It's yeah. only at this garage. Yeah. Like like seriously. Why not motor oil? You know that that would have been a more hmm. yeah you know like a bit of motor brake oil fluid. in there brake <laughs> fluid yeah brake like brake fluid that'd be that'd be the key one because like you don't really tend to put no, brake fluid in your car that's something you you take your car to a garage to get done antifreeze hmm. right okay um whatever so uh, I mean it, it's a bit of circumstantial evidence which adds to the rest of the circumstantial evidence which is namely that those cows are literally just across from Darren's house so yeah it's still it's still not enough to get a court order I don't think <laughs> um, no. Darren sits on uh, like a billboard sign by the look of it yeah uh, changing traffic lights trying to trying to crash cars you know <laughs> as, as you do <laughs> what a guy what a guy he so 
he wants Mrs. Kavit. You know, we 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 already know this. We get this, but we get this in in conversation. He's he's basically pining over her, got delusions about settling down with her. How that's going to look with him, I, I no idea. Um, Jack Black says he's got no chance, um, which. I, I, which I, I I don't kind of get really. I don't get why he would try and push his buttons that much. Mm. You know the power of this guy, and like you've literally, essentially, just called him a loser. Like yeah. not not even subtly. You've you've literally just called this guy a loser. Um. Yeah, Darren crashes some cars and gets rather excited by it. But mm-hmm. okay. Mulder and Scully go to Darren's room. His mum lets them in. They find a shoe match and a picture of Mrs. Kavit from a high school yearbook stuck into a porn magazine. Psycho <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> <Psycho> 101. <laughs> so he's taken her face from a, uh, <laughs> from a high school yearbook. <laughs> And place it over the picture of a porn star in a porn magazine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's what we call the old school Photoshop. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. Did that by any chance give you flashbacks, Brian? Oh no, 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 not at all. I just I just find it hilarious the lengths this guy goes to. Man alive. Okay. Ah, it's making me feel lightheaded. Um <laughs> but, uh, right. Mrs. Kavit is at the crash site of these car oh sorry, Mr. Kavit, I should say. Mm. Mr. Kavit is at the the crash site. Presumably he gets called out there to tow the vehicles away which is why he's there. Um, and then he starts having a heart attack. Uh, obviously, D- Darren is amongst the crowd, kind of still stood there watching his handiwork. Um, he get, he gets a heart, has a heart attack or something. Darren stops the defibrillators from working, but still brings the guy around anyway, yeah. y- using his own hands. So, he puts, like, so at, at first you think, oh, he's killing this guy. He's removing him from the equation. To, so that he can move in on Mrs. Kavit. But no, actually, he wants a hero complex instead. He's going for the old hero complex. Mm. Um, okay, make your mind up. <laughs> it's, it's almost kind of like torturing the guy. Yeah. You know, it just seems... Yeah. Um, it, it's just, the guy's all over the place. Um, but... Uh, Right, but it's a, it's a cool sequence with the hands on the the chest. I do kind of like it. Yeah. Fun. Pointless. Still not interested. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just uh, I, I I just find this guy so mopey. Yeah, it's it's, it's hard because we're spending a lot of time with him. You know, mm. we usually spend a lot more time yeah. with Modern Scully. You spend a lot of time with this guy, and he's just not interesting. You can't. No. Um, put yourself in his shoes any way, shape, or form. You can't. You can't no. find anything likable to attach yourself to him to care no. in any way, shape, or form. It's just a cold, cold character that mm. you, 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 want, you don't want to be near him. 
It's that. It's, it's like, like if you look at slashers, slasher mm. films. You know, the, the 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 icons of those movies are not people that you um, that you want to like. You don't necessarily like them, but. In, in a really weird, messed up way, you root for them because the people that they tend to go after are douchebags. Mm. You know, they're, they're jocks who bully other kids or, you know, people would be referred to as slutty and things, things like that. You know, we see this time and again in slashes. Um, but here you can't even have that because the people that he's victimising are nice people, are people that... You, they're just ordinary Joes, you know. Like it's, this guy is basically a douche. He's he doesn't have the 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 kind of serial killer vibe like a Freddy or a Michael Myers or that kind of thing. Uh, so the, the, yeah, there's nothing to engage with this character. There's no reason for us to to engage with him or to want to spend this much time that we're being forced to spend with him. So. Yeah. <clears throat> At hospital, Mulder tries to talk to Mrs. Kavit about DPO, but she avoids him. Scully tells Mulder that Miss, Mr. Kavit was resuscitated, but not by the defibs. Mm. DPO was present. Mulder says that DPO's accident caused an unusual imbalance of his electrolytes, which allowed him electric man powers. Yeah. It just seems crazy because I don't know. Just like back then, may have sounded plausible. Now you get look as Ed with extra electrolytes <laughs> in them. You know, so. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure if I drink enough of that, I'm not going to be able to control electricity. But <laughs> worth a try. <laughs> Give it a go. Um, it's like Popeye and his spinach, isn't it? But I haven't. Mm. So Mulder and Scully bring Darren in for questioning. Scully asks him about his boss. Darren says he saved him uh, via CPR. Really quick CPR. Um, yeah, must be said. Uh, Mulder doesn't buy it. He thinks that Darren caused the heart attack. Ooh. Obviously. We know he did. Uh, yeah, we know he did. Yeah, yeah. Mulder no and Scully... No, no. Mulder and Scully go to see Mrs. Kavit. She tells them about prank calls and Darren saying that he has powers. Scully mm. says she doesn't have to be afraid anymore as long as they can count on her testimony. Yeah! Good luck, Scully. Yep. <laughs> oh, man. It's just... It, the more this episode goes on, and even talking about it now... It, mm. It's really not interesting. It's really like a flawed experiment. It's one of these episodes mm. that, if it wasn't for Ruby C. Black in it, I think it would be one of these ones that you would probably jettison yeah. out, out of the series. It's just, it's, there's nothing that's going to make me come back to it. Mm. It's just, it's just. I find it frustrating that there, there, it seems like such a wild misstep. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Drain the energy from the conversation. <laughs> it's just yeah, like like what what is Scully thinking? Seriously, we're, yeah, we're gonna like I I'm, I'm assuming at this point that well well actually no, no no she's still not buying it is she? She's still not buying the whole electro electro man kind of thing. But uh, yeah, so douchebag sheriff lets Darren go. Hmm. 
Awesome. What a guy. Gets, gets into an argument with Scully while Mulder rings Mrs. Kavit, who isn't home. So mm. they, they, they've got to find her before Darren does. Uh, I'm trying to remember, there was one point when uh, Mulder kind of reels off some facts to the sheriff and he's like, yeah, I did my homework, you know, because because uh, there was a there was a moment when the sheriff was like, you obviously you obviously didn't do your homework, you know, and uh, yeah, I, I don't know if it was that bit, but anyway, mm. whatever, who cares? Darren kills Jack Black, mistakenly thinking he's grassed him up, so he, he yep. thinks that the reason he was called into the police was because Jack Black grassed him up, <clears throat> which he didn't, obviously. All the while, this, so this this was the scene. All the while to a heavy rock track. It just it fit like this is the most emo moment of the entire episode, and perhaps of any show ever mm. of all time. You know, it, it's like you've got this. This is the the, the running down the, the street moment, is it? Yeah. So he's, yeah. So he's, he's um, running... the, the lighting and the leaves and the wind and the, yeah. the, the, the almost. Do you know what it felt a little bit, very slightly, like phenomena. It did, it did. Yes, the crazy did. score and the, 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 just the mm. setups. Yeah, like just really kind of just out of place. Like I say, if, if, if we're watching Smallville right now, this wouldn't be out of place. They mm. they use that kind of music, you know, the soft rock music. They they do like operatic, over the top sequences like this with with the villains and and whatnot, where you have that the camera kind of pulling into them, and you you have a a shot on their face that maybe goes on just a little bit longer than it should and yeah. and it's like that's great i love smallville i'll watch that in smallville i don't want it here it's just the tone is completely off it doesn't feel like x-files at all it just again that word emo this this is so emo just with that with that music choice that's over the top of it and lingering on rabisi's face as he looks on his evil deeds and it's just like oh man no end just end please um okay so yes uh, yeah turn my page <laughs> um Mulder and Scully go to the hospital to get Mrs Kavit who refuses to leave her husband Jack Black's body arrives in the lift yeah somebody's dragged it all yeah the yeah it's like, why did he bother? Why, why is he doing this? Mm. Why, why, literally, why has he done this? Why has yeah. he put Jack Black's body in the lift? Um, like, I, I don't credit this guy with enough intelligence to have had the foresight to think that the, uh, the law enforcement guys would have gone to protect Mr. or Mrs. Kavit. Hmm. So there is no reason for him, nothing warrants him trying to create a distraction so that he can come round the other way. Yeah. If, any, if anything, this just draws more attention to himself. Oh. And, because and the physical exertion needed to carry him, because yes. Jack Black's about a foot taller as well. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. He's, he's not a, a light-looking guy, is he? No. And, and the, as far as he's concerned, he's been let go. There's nothing against him. The sheriff let him go. They've got nothing on him. Hmm. 
There is no reason for this guy to, to need to cause a distraction. There's nothing stopping him from just walking into that hospital, casual as anything, and, and, and thinking he's just going to bump into Miss, Mrs. Kavit. Um, nonsensical. Uh, it, it, it's like it's creating dramatic, uh, like a, a dramatic showdown out of nothing. Yep. You know? It's like, it comes out of nowhere. So, yeah, Mulder finds a blown out, a blown out pal. So yeah, so Mulder's gone after Darren. Uh, he's gone down like the fire escape. He finds a blown out power grid, power grid in the stairwell. Uh, and while he's kind of presumably staring at that for the next 20 minutes, Scully comes face to face with Darren pulls her gun on him, he gets angry, Mrs. Kavit goes with him to keep him calm. Um, like the, the, She's the only good thing right now with regards to yeah. the periphery characters. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. it's, a good, it's a smart decision, because um, she knows obviously what he's capable of and it seems like, mm. seems like a smart choice to do at the time. At the Although time, just kind yeah. of wish that Scully would pull the trigger. Yeah, just end it there and yeah. then. Um, but there is that scepticism from Scully that he doesn't really have these powers though so in her in her mind she'd just be shooting some you know kid with special needs basically it's <laughs> 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 um, the most polite way to put it um so Darren <laughs> Um, tries to <laughs> Darren tries to sweet talk Mrs. Kavit I, I, you know um, with the dead eyes yeah with the dead eyes uh, talks about <laughs> what um, what car they're going to take and then he starts like kind of trying to pick a car you know yeah. like um, yeah I, no clue with this guy what's going on in his head what he thinks is going to end up with them uh, he just comes off as a pervy teenager uh, who remembers being able to see through her dress on the first day of school. Like, literally, that is your chat-up line. Hey, Mrs. Kavit, remember the first day of school when I could see through your dress? I saw a bit of nipple. Yeah. It's like, dude. Seriously. Um, uh, when the sheriff shows up, uh, just as Darren is deciding which car to steal, Mrs. Kavit runs away. Fear takes hold and she, she darts. Darren chases after, but Mulder grabs Mrs. Kavit and drags her into a bush. Looking rather dodgy. And when he can't find her, Darren blows his lid and fries both himself and douchebag sheriff. Like... Yeah. We... We don't need to see douchebag sheriff get fried. No, we don't. No. It's 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 like <sighs> it, it's comeuppance because he's a bit it's, of a douchebag. It, it but is. the guy's not wrong. <laughs> the entire it's, it's, really... Yeah, it's not wrong, and it's it's like it feels like a moment written. It's 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 designed to make the audience go yeah. Yeah. Doofbag Sheriff copped it. But you haven't earned it. No. You've not earned that from us as a, as an audience. 
You know, as 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 a as a program that has been well written, you've you've not earned that moment from us. Like, if you know, if if this guy had a piece of information that, if if he was allowed to live, would then give Mulder the truth he's been looking for, then I, I get why he has to die. He doesn't have to die in this episode. He's served a purpose. He's just there, literally, because the writers think. The audience will go, yeah, and yeah. I don't. Um, so, yeah. So there. Yeah. So there. Mulder and Scully look at Darren, um, who sits inside a psychiatric institution. They they kind of look at him through this glass. Scully says tests show nothing, and that DPO appears normal. Almost as if the second lightning strike has taken away his powers, but we quickly mm. learn that ain't the case because he's sat there flipping channels whilst listening to The Offspring, which is literally the single most emo band ever to have graced the planet. Nothing says emo like The Offspring. You really don't like emo, do you, Brian? <laughs> I, I I don't I no I don't <laughs> I, I I I went through a period of it where I was listening to that kind of music, but I wasn't I wasn't the emo guy. You know what I mean? Like mm. you you see them. You know you see these teenagers all dressed in black with really mopey faces, thinking how you know how the world has done them wrong, and and, and like listening to the Offspring. And I'm like, pull your head out of your ass. You know, it's like. I enjoy that music, but I don't feel like I need to go to uh, Suicide Central in order to, to to enjoy it. Anyway, we're going down a road that we don't yeah. that we shouldn't go down. But um, yeah. Thoughts? Wrap ups. Wrap ups. Yeah. Wrap ups. Yeah. Okay, so, um, uh, go on. You you go. Yep, yeah, it's it's uninteresting, uninspired, poorly written characters. Uh, it malines Mulder and Scully for large portions of the episode so we can stick with a character that we just have zero interest in um, mm. it's got some big name actors and other than that I think it would be an episode that you would never talk about the, the robot of any kind of mystery like you said there's there's nothing to keep you like, on the edge of your seat about this um, nothing at all so it's just it's a completely poor episode for me and I, and I said at the start of this season that I was going to be a little bit harder on the episodes that didn't do well enough for me. This is one of these episodes that does, did not do enough um, to, to even be regarded as a good episode. So for me, it gets one and a half out of five. Yeah. Um, I... <laughs> oh, man. It just... I don't even want to admit this. I really don't. But I actually, after watching the episode, I gave it a three. <laughs> uh, I, I did. I gave it a three when I was sat there watching it. I gave it a three, um, talking it through. Like even before we came on, I already knew I was going to drop my grade because when I gave it that when I gave it that three, I was like, I think probably more likely a two point five. But after talking about it, yeah, one and a half. I just I I, I can't even give it the two to be honest because. I just I think it's badly written. I think it it says something that an actor of Rabisi's caliber can't lift this up mm. 
and Jack Black can't lift this up. Their their characters are just annoying. I don't want to follow them. We spend far too much time with them. Um, we feel like we've got a few X Files tropes in there. The douchebag sheriff, the killing of the douchebag sheriff, just because he is a douchebag sheriff. I, it would have actually been more of an interesting twist to have him survive mm. simply because he's the douchebag and he gets to survive. It's like, oh, well, there's a turn up for the books. Um, no, it's it's not good. One and a half. Yeah. So let's put DPO in the, in the rear view mirror and, and look yeah. forward to uh, Clyde Brookman. Is this a big episode? Is this one that we should look forward to? This is a very big episode. This episode won several awards during uh, Emmy season and whatnot. Uh, one of those went to Frank Boyle as the the character of the week, the central character. It's written that by Darren Morgan. Morgan, as you know, as you know, he he wrote Humbug. He's mm. one of the best writers on the show. I think his episodes are, are standouts. I think it's a great episode. Uh, and I'm really looking forward to hearing your thoughts on it. So, yep. So we'll see you next week when we are talking about Clyde Brookman. Thanks for watching. You've been listening to the X Files Revisited. Please join us next time when we dissect another episode of this classic series. If you like what you've been listening to, please don't forget to click subscribe and also leave a rating and a review. It really does help us to get seen. If you'd like to hear or see more from Graham, please visit Man V Film on YouTube. Likewise, if you'd like to hear or see more from Brian, then please head over to Brian Lomax Movie Talk, also on YouTube. All that's left for us to do is to thank you for listening. And until next time, trust no one.